Laura Clark experienced a rough childhood, an abusive father, parents divorced. This caused her to really struggle as an adult to find herself. How do you turn abandonment into abundance? Today's show, Stand Above Rejection. Now, Laura, you, you, it wasn't easy growing up. Your, your father was especially abusive with, with the older children, yeah. the, the siblings, but you, because you were so much sick. However, when the, finally the scene changes, when finally everything seems to get better, your mom is almost running towards the world. What happened? Well, um, she had married very young, and so her uh, life had been what had been dictated to her. So she was looking for her own way, but doing so with two young kids still at home. So she went off to try and get a job and found friends and was gone a lot. And my younger brother, to try and just survive, went off and hung out with friends. So I spent a lot of that season alone. Wow. And that loneliness, that abandonment, does that feel kind of like rejection? Yeah. I felt just totally abandoned. Like so when I say the word abandonment to you, that is a pain. That is a reality in lots of people's their lives. Yeah. How does that resonate with you? Well, it's, uh, it's concerning that people suffer abandonment, um, that they don't have family around them. But um, I always knew the Lord, but it was a very isolated time for me. Um, so uh, I just, my heart goes out to people who are experiencing that type of abandonment or isolation. Now, when I think about abandonment, if I would know anybody struggling with abandonment, I would envision the moment they can get married or the moment that they can run, they run. They, they run towards the world, they run towards struggles, yeah. they run to anything to fill that pain. For example, I was having issues with control. I, I wanted things around me to be right. And when they were not right, and it was done against me, I would punish my own body and take control of my own body with an eating disorder to take control of what I was not in control of. Yeah. What was that for you with abandonment? So um, there was a period of time where I started to go look for love from men. So as I left um, my family's house, I ended up moving in with the older man, and I was always looking for the love that I didn't receive from my father. Now, um, with, with that love, an older man, was that because he was kind of a father figure to you? Or wh what was the reason behind that? I think so. I think I was looking for, <coughs> excuse me, a home, a uh, place to call home, and where I was loved and taken care of. And I knew that that had kind of dissolved in my own family. So yeah. I was looking for that there. Now, so you're, you're living with this guy and you're a Christian. Yeah. What did that to your f do that to your faith? Well, in that season of time, I was um, slowly pushing God away to justify my behavior because I knew what was right and wrong. I always had Christ with me from the time I was five. I was saved. So I knew that this wasn't right what I was doing, but I so desperately wanted to fill the holes um, that I was feeling in my heart. So it was challenging. In college, I had gotten to such a point during that season of that relationship that I had this question come up in my heart. Was Christ really just a man? Was he just a good man, a prophet? And that sounds like a lie from <laughs> hell right there. That's yeah. like Adam and Eve saying, yeah. is God really going to kill you? Or yeah. is that what, that's it what was? It was the furthest from God I had ever been. And when I heard the question come in my uh, mind, I immediately recognized how far away from God I was. And began the course of my life began to shift in that moment. 
Yeah. What happened next? So shortly after that, the man I was dating um, just uh, was seeing other women, which I didn't know until later, and he said, you need to go away now. I don't want anything more to do with you. And um, so that was really heartbreaking. What but about the little girl that yeah. you were raising? W weren't you helping him yeah. to raise his so daughter? I lived with them for two years, so I was like a mom to her, a second mom to her. She had a mother, but not in the home. So I was like a second mom, and she was at her dad's house. So to me, she was my girl. Ah. So that was very heartbreaking because when that relationship ended, I couldn't see her for a period of time or talk to her. So that was very heartbreaking for me. So there was, so was an was extra really abandonment yeah. on top of abandonment already. Yeah. So now you, you realize you had come very far away from God. Yeah. What did you do that moment to turn that around? Well, thankfully, because um, things ended, I needed to move back home. And so when I did at this point, this has been several years, probably four years since my mom was kind of not present for a period of time. And so she was home now. So I moved in with her and um, began to return to go back to church and begin to put the pieces of my life back together. Wow. Yeah. So now we are all raised a certain way. Did you go back to a similar church or were you just searching or were you able to find what you were looking for? So at that particular church was very similar to what I had grown up in. Uh -huh. I had only been in Baptist churches, very different ones, like different whatnot. So um, I had uh, been from there. I went to other churches that I'm at now that have um, more of the Spirit's presence. Okay. Yeah. So, but at the time you're in that church, because to me, unless you're, you're dealing with people that know how to deal with a spirit of abandonment yeah. and a spirit of rejection, it's not going to go anywhere. It, it's going to stay stuck unless you actively say, stop, you know, I'm going to yeah. do something about this. Well, we tried. I mean, there was teaching and Bible studies in different classes right. to help you with pain of your past and things like that. But it didn't ever get to the heart of the matter for me because I was not really trained to understand who the Holy Spirit was and how he uh, is active in my life. And so because of that, it was hard to get to what I needed. So who is the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit is uh, so many things. The Bible calls him the comforter, calls him the um, part of the Trinity, right? So the Holy Spirit, you have God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But to me, the Holy Spirit's like my best friend. <laughs> and um, the Holy Spirit's often speaking to me. So what I've learned is I've matured in the Lord and gone to different places where I've been able to learn about the Holy Spirit and his, his role in our lives um, as we're here on earth and also in the kingdom, um, I've been able to move with the Holy Spirit and that has brought freedom, a lot of freedom to me. One of the things that happened was I was delivered from a religious spirit and when that happened, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, the less you do, the more I do. Because forever I had been trying to justify myself uh -huh. with um, my works and all checking all the boxes and the things that I thought I had to do to be accepted by ah. God. And so when that was removed from me, I was able to just do less, like less of the check boxes, less of the, you know, uh, religious practices. And I allowed the Holy Spirit to just lead me into those things with the desire of my heart instead of feeling obligated to do them. That's good because obligation, yeah. it, it, that's not being a friend of God. That yeah. is totally, it's more like a servant. Wow, did you hear that? And, and how can you get more of that? There's a lot more. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned.
BART TV is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life and He wants you to have all the benefits. How do you let go of the pain of abandonment and change it to abundance that Jesus wants to give you? And that is what we're talking about today. And I know after this show that you're going to have some questions and we're going to be there for you. We want to pray for you. We want to help with you. But with me is Laura Clark and she has experienced just that. Her father hurt her, he abused her because he was a dry alcoholic. Her mother left her to try to find herself for a period of time that she was very little home. And then her first love of her life, the man that was twice her age that she lived with, had other relationships and kicked him out. Now if this would be you, and there's many of you out there that are struggling with that pain, that feeling of being hurt intentionally by somebody else, even if they really don't know they're doing it, then what is it that you would want from Jesus the most? And that's my question for you. What is it that you wanted the most? I wanted to belong. To belong. <clears throat> and I wanted to be heard. And I wanted to be loved. <sighs> But your fear at this point, you want those things, belong, yeah. heard, and loved. Yeah. I, I, I think that's beautiful who you put that together, because I would not have thought of that. But, but you have those three, and Jesus wants to give all those three. Yeah. So after the, this, the relationship broke, how did you pursue that? Well, I, I did return home, and I returned to church, which was good for me, because I could at least hear the Word of God, and my faith could be built, and so that was good. Um, over a period of time, though, I ended up um, um, moving, at that church that I was at, that I was talking about, where I returned home, that's where I met my husband, and so we started dating, and um, we had an interesting dating relationship and situation in our um, what, coming what, what are you talking about? <laughs> so when, uh, when we first met, um, this, uh, I think it was the second time that we encountered my husband instantly knew that we would be married. He heard the Lord tell him, that will be your wife. Did you hear the same thing? No. <laughs> 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 so for two years he w tried to date me and then I was like, no thank you, because I was very broken. Like I said, I had many, even after that relationship, I had many relationships where I was still broken and I would be rejected by men so I was thinking you were over men yeah well and I just he wasn't my type I was very superficial ah. at the time so it wasn't any of the things I was thinking you know uh, but we became good friends um, partly because my mother kept having him over to the house hmm, I wonder why <laughs> <laughs> okay for coffee and to play games and things so we became good friends and um, he started a business so I worked as his secretary and um, there was a moment where I was um, driving to another town and I heard the Holy Spirit. I, w I w was having trouble breathing at the time and I didn't have insurance and different things because I was a college student and whatnot. And so I was um, having trouble breathing and I was asking the Lord, crying out, I need to breathe. I'm not breathing well. 
And um, I heard the Holy Spirit say, just admit that you love him. What? And that, that is like, <laughs> that, that's big. And you know when it's God that it is God, yeah. you know. So how did you respond? So at first I was like, I'm dying. Please help me breathe. I don't know what you're talking about. But then I realized what he was talking about. And so I said, I heard the Holy Spirit prompt again, just admit that you love him. And so I did. And as soon as I said that, um, I could breathe. I had this like miraculous experience of, of all these emotions that you would have for the person that you're in love with came flooding into my heart. Wow. And so I flipped my car around and I went and I um, w drove right to him. At that point, I had stopped listening to the Holy Spirit because maybe the timing would have been better had I listened to the Holy Spirit. But I just drove <laughs> You were like, yeah. go. And I just stood, sat across from him and said, I'm I love, in love you. With you. <laughs> How did that go? Exactly. No, because at the time, uh, he had started dating someone else, <laughs> and I didn't know. I uh. thought they were just buddies, and so there was a period of time where he had to figure out what is God saying, and then we started dating, and then we ended up together. So Wow, yeah. wow. Now, there was a point in that relationship uh, that uh, your husband, still your husband today, which is awesome, yeah. always your husband really on earth here, yeah. but there was a point that he almost lost you yeah. in the relationship. Why was that? Well, he had suffered a series of losses of people that were dear to him. And so he was already kind of a internal walled guy, but he started to throw up many more walls at the loss of family. So um, it got too hard to try and access his heart. And so I finally decided I need to just not continue this way because it was hurting me too bad to not be able to access his heart and his affection. So I went to a camp and um, on the way back I had already decided this is, I'm going to end this and I got back and my husband, uh, well he, not at the time, but <laughs> he came in and um, I was going to tell him this is it, it's all done and he said to me, while you were gone the Holy Spirit told me that if I didn't do something to demonstrate my love to you, I would lose you. And so he had bought me a promise ring. And wow. so I think he was supposed to ask me to marry him, but he was still a little bit <laughs> <laughs> not brave enough yet. So, um, But it was enough that my heart felt encouraged, and we continued to date for a little while. Yeah. So today you're married, and yes. how long have you been married now? Uh, 17 years. So when you look at the 17 years and you see the spirit of abandonment that was with him with the loss of family members, mm -hmm. the spirit of abandonment that tried to stop you to never step into what you are today as a prophet, yeah. and, and you had all these other things going on, what would you say to somebody that is stuck where you used to be? Mm -hmm. Well, I would encourage you to continue to um, uh, pursue the Holy Spirit and listen to what God is saying. Um, to read the scripture and let him encourage you and let him lead you. Because I had told the Lord, this is it for me. But because my husband had listened to the Holy Spirit, then it wasn't the end. And there have been seasons like that where he knew that he was supposed to marry me, but I didn't know. And then I knew and he didn't know. And so as long as one of us was hearing, we were moving on wow. track. That sounds good. Yeah. There's a lot more to that. Stay tuned. How do you step into abundance? That's next. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity, 
and transformed to a vibrant, active believer. What are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity, and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. So what often happens that you step in that weary feeling, you don't know how to continue, you don't know what to do next, and you run after the void in your heart, not looking up, but you're looking at you how to fix it. And Jesus actually answers that in Matthew 11, starting at verse 28. It says, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? And you were, Laura. Then come to me, I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and a rest in me, for all that I require you of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Now, you tried it your own way. You tried it what you were doing, and then you did it Jesus' way. What's the difference? Well, I have a husband who loves me, and I'm not abandoned any longer, and that I'm fulfilled, and I'm heard. <laughs> so it's totally different when you do things God's way. And there's huge benefits with that, Absolutely. too, because now you were just, first you were living to cope. Mm -hmm. Now you're living for the bigger. What is that yeah. bigger for you today? So the things that the Lord's been taking me into are the prophetic and... Um, just uh, a, a lot of things in the spirit that I haven't experienced before. So he's um, made it clear to me that I'm a prophet. He's um, taught me by the spirit how to hear his voice and how to release his word of encouragement and hope over others. So that's kind of the main focus of my life now. Now I've seen you do that. I've seen you function in that. And the question is, how can people hear his voice? Because mm -hmm. they want to hear it, they don't know. Most people are not able to identify right now with the prophetic, which I want you to explain in a minute. Sure. But how can they hear his voice? Because I know they want it, but how can they hear it? How can they see it? So I think that um, all people hear God's voice, um, that we were all made his sheep that hear his voice. So it's not a question of whether you hear, it's a question of whether you identify that you're hearing. And so the way that I explain that is that the Lord will use all the things that he's placed on the inside of us to speak to us. So um, like if I were going to give you a prophetic word, which is just a prophet was a person who heard the voice of the Lord and released what the Lord had to say for the people. And so um, modern day prophets, prophets now are a new covenant prophets. So they don't tend to prophesy all the bad that's coming. They will prophesy what they see in heavenly places over a person, what, how God sees them and what is the good in the future that he has for them. Doesn't so. it talk about that in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 14 about that? Mm. What you're uh, saying to comfort, to edify? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, for the building up of the brethren. Right. So we, uh, we use the word of prophecy to encourage others um, rather than uh, point out all that's wrong with them. And so because when the Lord looks at us, he sees 
all that he made us to be and all that he's making us into. So he doesn't tend to focus on all of the negative things. Um, he'll make gentle corrections where necessary, but our goal as prophets is to encourage people. Mm. And so, um, so if I were to hear the Lord concerning you, um, the way that the Lord has taught me is that I can, uh, I tend to see um, pictures over people. Now there are lots of ways that the prophetic works in different people. Sometimes people hear the voice of the Lord. Sometimes people see actual open visions over people. Sometimes people will see in their mind's eye. The and Lord. like sense and touch? Yes, sense and um, know. Yes. Well, what about smell? Would yeah. that be possible too? Yes. I sometimes get spiritual smells. Um, they tend to be uh, more positive smells like I know some people who can smell when uh, demonic presence is around I don't tend to have that mm. but I'll tend to smell like wine or I'll smell bread and different things in worship services where I think the presence of God is there and um, for us to partake of Christ mm. so um, but as far as seeing um, and hearing the Lord I think he draws from our own knowledge base and what we have so I think that's why some people don't think they hear from the Lord because they're hearing their own inner voice or they're seeing something that they think they would think about but often I found that that's what God is using to speak over people so he'll give me a picture over someone, it'll have a special meaning to me, I'll speak that meaning over them and it will go right to the target of what the Lord is releasing over them in their future. Huh. So have you ever had those moments that you hear something which makes no sense to you whatsoever, but you know it's for that person and, it, and they completely identify with it? Yes, I've had that. G give me an example before. of that. So I'll give you kind of a reverse example because nothing's coming to mind right now. But um, my son is nine years old. He's very prophetic. He hears the Lord often. Um, but he was making, uh, for two weeks, he said, I have to make an incubator for chicken eggs. He wanted to make this project of an incubator with chicken eggs. So he did this for two weeks. And so um, I was like, no, we're not having chicken. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But What's next? <laughs> right. But right. I walked into this um, uh class I was going to and a woman there who's very prophetic said I see over you an incubated egg system and the Lord has many things in that basket that he's about to hatch and they're getting ready Whoa. to hatch and so she would have never known that a basket about eggs in an incubator would have had any impact on me at all I mean that's a very random thing to say to someone but because for two weeks I had heard my son saying the same thing then I immediately knew what the Lord was saying and it was confirmation for me because I could see the Lord getting ready to open up a lot of avenues for me ah. that they were near the edge of hatching and actually just this last week or so my same son began to talk to me about incubator eggs that he had in preschool and that they hatch mom they hatch so I believe the Lord's causing those things to open even now so it's a time that what looks that is becoming alive yeah. it's completely switching I believe you have a word for one of our viewers right now mm. so why don't you share that word right now sure mm. So I feel like there's someone who is um, in a place where their heart has just been injured. Many darts have come against you. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is coming now. And He's rushing in with uh, just His presence and His love. He's coming in as a Father to remove every dart from the heart and to apply the Father's love to a place where you've been wounded even from your earthly father. And the Lord says that now is the season when the turnaround has come for you. Now is the season where I will remove every painful dart and I will put my balm of my Holy Spirit and I will restore you and your heart will beat again and it will beat anew and it will be renewed in Jesus' mighty name.
Thank you. And that, my friend, is how it's done. That is how you prophesy. And some of you see it just as an encouraging word, but when the Holy Spirit is involved and he has exactly that right person watching right now, it is a connection right there. So if you were touched by that word, will you call us, 855-515-5550, or go to barbtv.org, because God doesn't want to give you just a couple of words. He wants you to start to activate what he has just given you to even get you more and more and more to step into that abundant life. You've had quite a life. You've had quite experiences. And I loved how you pointed out earlier the exact lacks that there were in your life and how God has completely turned that now into fulfillment, that those that have lack right now, you actually are able to minister to. Yeah. So what is your biggest passion today? So my biggest passion today is that the um, prophetic will be taught to people, the Holy Spirit and how He operates will be taught to people, and even how people can move in the prophetic. I think a lot of people don't recognize that they're hearing from God, and so that's it's my joy to encourage people, you are hearing from God, this is what you're hearing, and this is how you're hearing, so that then they can go and edify the body as well. I think that's so important yeah. today. That is very, very important. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show with us yes, today. thank you. And then you, my friend, I just want to say a quick prayer for you because I think there needs to be a little bit of deliverance done right now. If you want to get rid of that loneliness and that struggle, just repeat after me in the name of Jesus. I commend you right now, spirit of abandonment, spirit of rejection, to leave in the authority of Christ. I commend that to happen right now. And if you believe that with your heart, and I prayed it over you, believing for you, that has been taken care of right now. But I also pray right now over you, Holy Spirit, will you fill the hole that was just created with your tender love and truth in Jesus' name. Again, contact us. We want to be with you. We want to connect with you. 855-515-5550 or go to barbtv.org. And just know, if you sign up for our newsletter, you get a free gift. God loves you, and so do I. There is no more desperate time than losing a loved one, whether that comes with death, divorce, or separation. If we don't search for God in the missing, we will search for what is unhealthy for us. Guaranteed, she says. And he sat on the side of his bed and he said, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. Can we ask God? There is no harder prayer for a mom to pray. Oh. said you hated your life afterwards when Phil passed away at such a young age. But yet there was this time that was that turn moment, that moment that things are looking up. Oh.